All right. Welcome back to Hold My Popcorn, folks. It's uh, Timmy Beige hosting again. Uh, I'm sure if there, if people will listen to this on the phone, there would just be a slew of clicks right now. <laughs> click, 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 click. But I'm back. I'm back and better than ever, folks. And right now we got, uh, we're doing the perfect storm today. Woo! Perfect storm. A you- lovely tome about... Um, some white trash New England fishermen who uh, went out and decided to fight Mother Nature, and they lost. <laughs> That's the story. Then with us today, we got uh, Max, baby boy Healy. How, how you doing, Max? It's not a good storm. It's not a bad storm. It's not a great storm. It's a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. Get over here, Marilyn. You're a perfect storm just the way you are. <laughs> just like my hastily put together hamburgers. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor Quimby. Um, and in Baltimore, we got John, the pogo stick, and our shack. Uh, I, I don't have anything to respond to that. It sounds like Max has been rehearsing that all week. Um, <laughs> they should have called this Hurricane Wahlburgers. <laughs> Hurricane Wahlburgers. Hey, Wave, what are you doing? Hey, six people hey, dead. Wave. That's not bad. Calm down, Wave. I kill six people yeah, like every the day for burgers. The only thing, like, I haven't gotten down the Baltimore working accent yet, other than, like, the word Han. So, it's like, well, I'm just going to go down and just wait this out at the uh, at the bar, Han. Go get some some Natty Bows and get a shot with a beer, you know. What kind of, what's the and kind of meat they eat down there? Crab. Pit, pit roast Lots of crab. Pit, pit beef. Pit beef, pit beef dude. Though. Pit beef, bro. I've had, I've had one good one and three bad ones. And the bad ones are like you bite into it because it's like a roast beef sandwich on steroids. But the bad ones, you bite into it and you feel your teeth go, whoop, we almost broke. <laughs> and the good ones, though, I mean, you just go right through that like you're just biting into a chunk of Play-Doh. It's great. Nom, 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 nom. I'm kind of hungry right now, so. No, no. I'd be asking a lot of food mm. questions. Mainly about how do you know. Let me ask you guys a question. Yep. Um, how many fish would you guys need to catch in order to, if it was like a 50-50 chance of you just hitting the perfect storm, how many fish would you need to catch in order to go out there? And what kind of fish are we talking about? See, I'm getting into well, the fish talk here. You're going to get into the fish talk. Well, first off, Max, we're not commercial fishermen. And luckily, we decided to uh, be educated and go to school and do things. Tim's like, <laughs> he's thinking hard. Oh, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you right now, I mean, if I had a choice between, like, if someone said, Tim, you're 18, you have a choice between going to get your commercial captain's license and being like a tugboat driver or going to school and <laughs> becoming an engineer, I'd be like, uh, yeah, commercial boat, please. I don't feel like working in an office with a bunch of shitheads anymore. I like to drink on the job. <laughs> yeah, I like to drink on the job. The Exxon Valdez seemed, seemed like it went pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many fish? I mean, you know... I can understand the allure of 60,000 pounds of fish. It's a lot of money. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a quarter of a mil right there. And I would go for, so here's the difference. So like, yes, I would definitely do this. I don't, well, I'm just going to say 60,000 pounds of fish. That's good. What I would not do is go into the Bering Strait for crab. I love crab, but I don't need crab. I need mm-hmm. fish. Mm-hmm. Those guys are batshit. Cause that's like every day is like the perfect storm. Just like, you know, survivor edition. It's just every fucking day. Well, They're the thing about shit. that kind of crab too, is that, I mean, especially where you are, John, why the fuck you could just go get crabs 
anywhere. I've done it. I've done it. You just, you go yeah. find a dock, you, you get a big string, you tie yep. it around a fucking chicken or a turkey neck, you throw it in, you wait for it to get taut, you slowly bring it in, you net the crab, you throw it in the bucket, rinse and repeat, and by the time, you are absolutely blackout. But you've also caught yourself hundreds of dollars worth of crabs right. that you immediately go eat, and your hands are bloody by the time you've eaten them, and you're still hungry. Everyone has crabs, crabs within 20 miles of them, flat out. I have crabs within 20 miles of me. John has crabs probably within like two miles of him. Max has crabs. I mean, you just go to fucking Titan Stadium. You get crabs there. Yeah. Right into the bathroom. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking down my pants. I got them in my, my pants right now. There you go. Bingo. Ooh, yeah. Itchy. Yeah. Mm. Toss chicken Best like a <laughs> Come up with the toxin that you can rub on your balls to kill crabs, Manscaped. Step it up. Shave, Shave off the crabs, crabs Manscaped. Shave off the crabs. <laughs> Shave off the crabs. So I guess the thing is, though, you know, they were sword fishermen. They're long line sword fishermen. I mean, the game nowadays is bluefin tuna because that's what all the, you know, that's what all the Japanese will pay top dollar for. You know, some mm. some real primo tuna. Toro tuna and a real fatty Ooh, tuna belly. Dude. You know what I mean? The white tuna, man. Yeah. I had fucking $75 of that in Nashville, funny enough. So yeah, once again, crabs, white tuna, whatever you need, you can get it in Nashville, but I'd pay for it. Like, I don't think you guys ever answered my question, but that's cool. I was 60,000 pounds. Listen, if, if you're telling me, if you're telling, uh, this is what I'm going to go, I'm going to go and, and catch, I mean, you go out and catch four bluefin tuna. You made like, you know, you could make like 50 grand. Mm. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, it would be tuna. It wouldn't be swordfish. Swordfish are a pain in the ass. I mean, they're a loaded weapon when they come out of the water. That's just dangerous. Although tuna have big ass fucking teeth, dude. Ooh. Don't they? They kind of have some teeth. I mean, it's not a primary concern, I don't think. That's true. It's still a lot better than the shark that comes out of the water later in the movie. But yeah, I think tuna, that makes a lot of sense. Anywho. And, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm about to tune. I'm about, I'm about to turn off myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, you know, like we said, we're doing the perfect storm. This is a, you know, true story. I'm doing air quotes um, <laughs> because, you know, the thing about this story that you see on the screen is that everyone on the boat that they're, you know, following died. So they have like no idea what happened out there. <laughs> nope. So it's just <laughs> They all... did interview the shark though. Yeah, they interviewed the shark after he got shot. He was pretty pissed. You know what yeah. I mean? He yeah. was like, hey, Good man. He's wearing that shark helmet. Yeah. S SLM, you know what I mean? Sharks live matter. Uh... <laughs> God. <laughs> I might have to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> and John signing off. Yeah. John has now left the call as well. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but uh, that's what he was saying. You know what I mean? Anyways. Um, well, I also like how the, the female uh, captain in real life, she's like, yeah, I didn't I didn't make a distress call. And I was 600 miles away from them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Dude, I didn't realize shit. No. And she was in the opposite direction, too. She's like, I was west. Yeah. <laughs> I was not east. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, if she was east of them, she would have been in fucking Europe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they make that joke at one point. They're like, we're going to the Flemish cap. He's like, yeah, why don't we just go and anchor off of fucking Portugal yeah. while we're at right. it, buddy? Like, come That's on. what made me Google where it was. I'm like, where the fuck is this? Where are they going? Yeah. Yeah. Because they are, they go to the Grand Banks. Like, that's where they t typically go. That's already way the fuck out there. The Grand Banks is already like- So that's- South, if you draw a, a, a line like south from Newfoundland, it's like there. Hmm. Okay, so- Newfie, Newfieland. All right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. fucking weird. And then they like went Viking territory. Yeah. That. 
Yeah. Here be dragons. That's what that is. That's what that's labeled on the map is here be dragons. So this, yeah. So this is a story about um, some Gloucester sword fishermen on the Enola mm-hmm. Gay who uh, went out trying to strike it rich and they got caught up in like one of the storms of the century, you know, the perfect storm up off, off New England coast. And um, do you guys, should I spoil it? Well, I'm going to spoil it. They die. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, they fucking die. Really lower the stakes watching this movie when you know that they're all going to die at the end. Like right. people going overboard. Because, I'm like, it doesn't matter. They're going to fucking drown anyway. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they had to have that B story in there about like the chopper people. Cause they're like, well, someone needs to get saved. <laughs> Somebody needs thing. to live. <laughs> we need yeah. some sort of hero because clearly Clooney is not the hero of this movie. He's the villain. Well, no. Clooney's a I fucking mean, shithead. He's an asshole yeah. in this movie. I had no idea that I, it's just George Clooney. I just assumed, you know, him coming out of ER, he's going to be the good guy. Nope. Right. Nope. It's all shithead. his faults in peer pressuring everybody but, into going to die with him. I love how they balanced out like, you know, crazy fuckers going way out when there could be a giant storm way late in the season where it's like, well, let's throw a couple Coast Guards in there. Like, they're even more batshit. Flying a helicopter through a fucking Unreal. hurricane? That was like, stressing me out watching that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they're just like, yeah, we're not going to be able to refuel, so might as well ditch this, like, All right. couple, you know, know, few million dollar helicopter. helicopter. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish this thing cost 30, 30 million bucks. No big deal. And for the hundred foot wave. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait, it's the nineties. We have a surplus. It'll be okay. We'll buy another one. <laughs> That's a crazy. All right. Shit, let's though. get in. Let's get let's into it, it, boys. Let's do it. All right. So the movie opens with some panning shots of Gloucester and some triumphant returning home music. And we see two fishing boats come into port. Um, I'll just keep going here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much to comment yet. The boat's dock. <laughs> Ooh, boy, we're talking about boat's docking. Okay, Tim. All right. Yeah. Boat's dock and the, the two captains, Billy Tyne and Linda something or other, <laughs> talking. <laughs> uh, they come into port. They start talking to the boat's owner about their catch. Linda did really good, and mm. Billy did uh, not good, and mm. he's pretty bitter about it. In this return, is this normal? Is this how people typically act when when fishermen come home from work? Diane Lane is acting like a seven-year-old who hasn't seen her dad in like five years. I don't think this is how people... Dude, I want to just to be clear. The fishing industry, Massachusetts has two, right now, still has two of the biggest fishing ports in the world, Gloucester and New Bedford. and. If you're a fisherman in those, you're fucking poor because you don't make shit for money. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and imagine that there's no one waiting at the dock for you because they're probably working at Walmart trying to like <laughs> eke by. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> a lot of bugsies. Uh, you know, yep. it, it would make sense. Like we, we, before the show, we spoke about the age of sale, like back then where it's just like, you're going out. We might not see you. That's it. And like, it'll be like nine months from now. We see you these days. It's like month, month tops. Unless oh, yeah. you're doing what these knuckleheads are doing in this fucking movie. It's like, we're going to go farther than anyone's ever gone. But yeah, if you're on a sailboat, like, pfft, see you, buddy. Like, we already got divorce papers ready to go. Like, hope you took out the life back, insurance policy. Back when the lamps of New York were fueled off of whale oil, <laughs> then yes. There are a lot of people rejoicing when you came back with like some humpback whale, one of the last humpback whales in the ocean, because people were like, this is great. We're going to make a ton of money. Now you bring back a couple of haddock, 
No, no one's really stoked about that. Yeah, it was, it was a little a little over the top there. But I did like Diane yeah. Lane's old school Patriots t-shirt that she was wearing. Oh, it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, of course. I like, honestly, I like George that. Clooney's John Deere hat too. Yep. Give me that thing. Sweating all. Jesus Christ. Yeah, fucking George Clooney in a John Deere hat. Whoever in a million years would have thought that they would have seen George Clooney wearing a fucking John Deere hat unless he was like naked in Playgirl, like on the cover. <laughs> with like, perfect, that makes sense to me. With his perfect teeth. Get the fuck right. out of here. Those guys didn't bring a toothbrush onto that boat. Fuck oh no, God. dude. No. no. You kidding me? Absolutely not. With the amount that they smoke too. <laughs> yeah, dude. <come> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know, Billy's bitter, but we're also in the scene we're also introduced to uh Bobby Shatford <laughs> and Christina Cotter. Uh Bobby Shatford played by Mark Wahlberg, Christina Cotter played by uh, Diane Lane. Uh Bobby's a crewmate. Uh Christina is just the girl that he is fucking. Yeah. Um and that or, is it. Sorry, sorry, that's I want to be PC. Pl- I mean plowing. Plowing. Oh, pl- oh plowing. And getting punched. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I love you. He wakes up the next day. He's like, did you have a good time? He's like, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I was blackout drunk um, while we were fucking. Yeah. So the guys get paid and immediately go run to the bar to give their entire paycheck away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and to go have uh, basically public sex with their townie 10 girlfriends. Yeah. As people cheer on watching them just shake the lights from above. It's right. definitely not weird or high That's school at fucking- all. It's a fucking brothel. Now, yeah. since you guys have been there, would you say it's a little bit stuck in the past? Gloucester is? Well, Gloucester is kind of... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Max. Say, a lot of just Eastern Massachusetts is still colonial in a lot of ways. A lot of old buildings and old bars and roads that just okay. turn into one-way ro- one-way roads out of nowhere. You know? <laughs> just because, fuck you. you go straight long yeah. enough, it's going to be a dead end or a one-way. Right. <laughs> Never saw this automobile thing coming, man. It happened fast. They did Whoops. not. They nope. Horses and buggies were the, the 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 end of the line as far as technology goes. Yeah. And dead um, British. Yeah, dead fucking British. <laughs> dead redcoats. Right. <laughs> That's what powers them. That's what oh. powered steam engines. Dead it's British crosswalk. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gloucester's um all the towns around Gloucester are super wealthy, like super wealthy. Like you're a you're a hedge fund manager if you live around Gloucester. But mm-hmm. Gloucester in and of like Gloucester in itself is still pretty working class because there's still a lot of people that actually work on the boats there. So, you know, okay, it is kind of like stuck well, in the past. Yeah, deadly catches I still, there too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate a culture that can still just like go upstairs in the bar to fuck and like everyone's fine with it. Like, hey, buddy, high five. Yeah. Right. Get on up there, you scurvy bastard. Go on. <laughs> like that, that's kind of fun. That is kind of fun. I got to be honest here. They really did a good job with like the uh, the love interest in this movie in the whole like intimacy thing in this because listen, guaranteed, if I'm... There are a lot of Bahamians in Massachusetts too, like old, like people who came basically here from, uh, they were like here right when, like, uh, Massachusetts got founded as a colony. And I'll tell you what, yeah, the hottest, the hottest, uh, the hottest girl, hottest white girl in town is going to be dating a Bahamian up like in these fishing towns guaranteed. So like Jean Paul or whatever his name is, him nailing that hot white girl. Yep. hundred percent. And then I Diane you were talking Lane, about Irene. Well, that I'm telling you, I'm going to get there. Okay. And then Diane Lane, I don't think there's a better woman 
to be cast as like a Boston hottie. Cause like that's as hot as they get in Boston. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're kind of yeah. like, they're like, they're good looking, but they're also like, you know, they punch you in the face when you're asleep. Yeah. You can tell they're going to be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> very Catholic. Yeah. They're very Catholic and they're going to, and they're, they're going to go downhill quickly because you know, they drink and smoke like fish and chimneys. Yeah. And that's the way it yeah. goes. That Diane Lane character would eventually turn into the bartender when she's like 47. 47. <laughs> wow. You're giving her a Tops. lot of credit. Yeah. It's Diane Lane's a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, Diane Lane's character is 42. So, I mean, she's got a couple of years ago. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Irene. You're 100% going to find some woof girl dating some skinny method. You know what I mean? Yep. Some skinny heroin addict in hot, a lot of these fishing Mary. towns. Yeah, Hot, hot Mary. Mary from Dirty Harry. Hot Mary. Yeah. <laughs> That's just 100%. So they did a really good job with that. Although I would say Irene, I wrote this town, Irene is a Boston five. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Nationally, she's a two, but in Boston, she's a, she's a solid five. Yeah, 100%. It, it would make sense for someone like, uh, like John Hawks, who isn't even that bad looking. These beautiful blue eyes. It's, that's the best that he can get. Well, if, yeah, if you look like, <laughs> I mean, if you all, they did a really good job of making him look like a, um, like a method. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just, yeah. He just. Like they, they did everything but show the track marks. <laughs> <laughs> he had the scabs. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he goes to the bathroom, the scabs are gone. He was eating them. <laughs> Ew. They oh, didn't cover that in the behind <sighs> the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> So anywho, so Billy, uh, Billy comes back, uh, tells the crew they're going back out. Doesn't really say, hey, you want to go back out? He's like, hey, we're going back out. And uh, he said, we're going to get one more haul. So he kind of just peer pressures them all into it. And yeah. Yep. And then Diane Lane just goes, why do I even love you? Like, oh my a, God. You're in fucking Gloucester. He is a fisherman. This is what they do for a living. They go right. fucking fishing. Right. You married a fisherman. So. And you live in Gloucester above a fucking fisherman, like a fisherman's bar. Right. Also, I don't understand, like, his mom, his mom owns the bar. Mm-hmm. So, just go work it for her. It took me a while to pick up on that. But yeah, yeah just seriously. You get all the tips. Shit. Right. You don't have to go fish. You still get all the fishing money. That's the only <laughs> place that makes money in this goddamn town, apparently. Yeah. I mean, you know, they just go all go and spend all the fucking fishing money there. So... And you know they water down all the beer and the fucking liquor there too. So they're just making money on top of money. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those beer cans are expired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the regulators are there for the fishing industry. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about what's going on in the bar, clearly, because it's an open-air brothel. Like, gives a shit. They got from a pirated boat on the dock. They got a motherfucking <laughs> truck up in New Hampshire. Yeah. Yep. Or the North Shore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, they're going out again, but Billy, but Billy needs another crew crew member because one of them quit after the the last uh, dismal haul he had. So he recruits this guy named Sully. Sully joins the crew. We Sully. Find, we find out before um, before they hit the hit the high seas that Sully and Dale, played by John C. Riley, by the way, <laughs> uh, they don't like each other. Oh my god! I, I guess I, they never. I, yeah, go ahead, John. I just, I just, I, I can't take him seriously in anything. And I know that he occasionally pulls these like semi-serious roles out of his ass. And like, he does just fine, but I cannot get him 
out of my head freaking out about Will Ferrell putting his balls in his dress. Oh, dude, he, <laughs> like shit like but that. But the thing is, is, like this is his first real role. Like this is the thing that like people remember him for him. Like he didn't do anything comedic before this. Is this then, like, and before that it was gangs. Him. He was in with Wahlberg and Boogie Nights before this. Right. Oh my yep. god. Him as a porn star, yep. even better. <laughs> even that is mm-hmm. the best part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even better. How much you, you know? bench? Uh, two fifty. Oh yeah, uh, I bench three fifty. Oh, that it's curly cool. fucking cool. hair. Sorry, Max. What were you going to say before I just went down no. a rabbit hole with this fucking dick? I, I guess it maybe is an assumption that uh, Sully uh, fucked, um, what's his name's wife, right? Is it- that's that's what we- Oh, they allude to it. Yeah. It's, it cap- he says it later, and I think it, you're supposed to take from that that like it really happened and it wasn't just like a- an Rhythm. insult that yeah. everyone says, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because I mean, yeah. Every single time he'd say something to his wife, John C. Riley would just go at him. Right. <laughs> and right. he's like a mild tempered guy in the movie. Right. I mean, I'd fuck Sully. He looked great in this. His little bandana. William and Fincher. His sailor tattoos. Dude, I've yeah. never seen him this jacked in a movie. Oh, yeah. He was fucking bigger. I mean, Wahlberg's kind of known as a muscular dude. He was like twice as big as Wahlberg in this movie. Oh, yeah. dude. And as tall too. Twice I mean, as tall as well. Th- William Fincher, like this is that character. Great, what very well done. That is the yeah. guy you're going to see on the docks in Gloucester. Flat yeah. out, yeah, flat out. That's the guy yeah. you're going to see. We were talking before the show just about how just people in Boston still fist fight each other and like other parts right. of the country, and he just screams, "Come at me, bro!" Like eight beers <laughs> in, he's got to fight the fucking wall, dude. He has a wet brain. <laughs> He is a wet brain, you know what I mean? There's like a hair oh, yeah. trigger. Mm. He's like a, he's like an AR-15 who's been modified to uh, shoot automatic, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's going to go off real quick. He can't even spread his fingers all the way out because the amount of times he's broken his hands right, from punching yeah. shit. Jeez. Uh, he looks the fucking part. He's got the complexion for it and everything. Like he's just his entire face just screams like sunburn and salt water. Yeah, like the, rubber. That's it. Yeah. And cigarettes. Sunburn, yeah, salt water. I think water. he's the most realistic one. Cigarettes and pickled yeah. eggs. That's how he, that's, you know what I mean? Because that's all he, that's the <laughs> only meal eggs. he's had at the bar is a pickled egg. You know what I mean? <laughs> since like, since like 62, that's like the only meal he's ever had. Um, yeah. So the, you know, we meet, you know, Sully and Dale, they, uh, they start fighting each other uh, before they shove off. But, you know, the, the crew eventually shoves off. And uh, we got a bunch of working on a boat montages and shots. <laughs> and um, we find out that uh, Captain Billy's a deadbeat dad. Doesn't see his kids ever. But then, bam, bam, bam. We find Harvey Leonard, the f- famous uh, Boston meteorologist, cut scene to him where he's... Played by Shooter McGavin. <laughs> played by Shooter McGavin. Um, <laughs> Shooter! Where he sees the perfect storm forming and we start to... Well, there really isn't foreshadowing because everyone knows how this movie goes. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows it happened here, but we get the, we get to see the storm. He's the one who coined the term too, right? He named it the perfect storm. Yes, yeah. and he was very proud of himself <laughs> for the rest of his career, and no one liked him. Like he was apparently the big. He was apparently like the John Dennis uh, of the meteorology, the meteorologist, uh, you know, guild up here. Yeah, everyone hated him. John Dennis and Jerry Callahan. <laughs> yeah. Those are two I local just, radio guys, John, who are fucking assholes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, okay. so Harvey Land's a dickhead. Um, yeah. So he, <laughs> he coined the term. 
he coined the term and but we're starting to kind of get uh, the sense that uh, there's going to be a big storm and the boys are probably going to get fucked by it because they got what they got a hurricane they've got a big ass cold front coming from canada and another nor'easter from the fucking jet stream coming like off like continental us all into one yeah they got like three big three big uh storms converging and once again billy Captain Billy, George Clooney, like just look, gets the fucking fax, which is, I had no idea that that's how they got their weather reports was from a fucking fax machine, but apparently you can do that at sea and just eh, no big deal. Just rolls it up, throws it into the trash can. It'll be fine. <laughs> just looks at it. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He didn't, he didn't know what he was looking at. <laughs> you know, I can't read. A, what are these lines? What are these lines and Ugh. numbers and letters? I don't know. Let's go catch some fish. That's what the boys do. <laughs> so after we see Harvey Leonard, uh, the boy, we, we cut back to the boys in the boat. They start fishing to an epic rock and roll soundtrack. Um, yeah, and uh, and then we find we, you know, we further solidify that Sally and Dale don't like each other. And but the trip starts off good with uh, with the boys hooking up into a nice string of swordfish. So if we were to wager, and this is reaching back into the uh, Rolodex of episodes, who do you think would have first shift in the barrel on a trip like this? <laughs> Oh, to provide complimentary blowjobs. It's in his contract. Muggsy. I mean, I mean, um, you think uh, I was going to say Mark Wahlberg's character, but he's a new guy. He's got to get in the barrel first. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. He's making, he's only making two third pay. So he's got to get two thirds of the dicks in the mouth. That might be a thing. He might get a full crew member if he gets in the barrel. Yeah. All of his teeth aren't knocked out yet. So it's nice and smooth. You get two quarters of pay, but you get a full bank of sperm to the mouth. <laughs> But you get a full rod of dick. <laughs> Straight cash. <laughs> All right. I believe that. Mark Wahlberg in the barrel. <laughs> Could have I mean, down his throat. That would be a fun image. I mean, he's the size of a barrel, so it yep. fits. You wouldn't, have to, you, wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to get, you know, crawl in or anything. Exactly. You still stand up perfectly. It'd be fine. <laughs> little stubby arms. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've had my fun. We can keep going. <laughs> okay, move on. Yeah. So, cut scene after you know after Mark Wahlberg gets in the barrel. So we cut scene back to uh, shore where Diane Lane and Bobby's mom see a news report about a big storm coming in, and they start. Everyone on shore starts to realize that uh, might be some shit going down on the ocean. And um, meanwhile, the fishing slows out in the water, and the boys start to question if Captain Billy has lost his touch. Oh God, yeah, because he hasn't even told them that. Oh yeah, by the way, it's been my whole plan the entire time to go like way farther out than anyone's ever gone this late in the season, right? Have, he That's hasn't even broken. No, it they to haven't done yet. that yet. But they have a. They start kind of saying stuff, and then they have a full meeting later mm-hmm. where he relays it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because there's something else that happens in between. Right. Yeah. So exactly. So uh, you know the. F- dun, 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 so the fishing slows, except for a shark. Oh my God, a shark! <laughs> Get off of me! Yeah, so they're you know they're out they're out fishing, and a shark surfs in like fucking Tommy Bahama on a wave, right into Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> junk. Fucking <laughs> deep blue sea shark, right, exactly. Comes in, and uh, George Clooney yeah, shoots it, it like in the fucking maker. face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you would keep a shotgun on a boat other than if sharks do happen to end up on the deck occasionally, but it made sense because when it first happened, I've seen this movie forever. I was like, holy shit, how do they kill this thing? They just push it off. Like, what do they do? Yeah. Oh, shotgun. 
Mm. That works. Also, oh, dude, they would have kept that shark. Mako that's shark's what I was delicious. Gonna ask. Yeah, why didn't yeah. they keep yeah. the shark? Mako it's a shark's perfectly delicious. good shark, you guys. Like, hey, the thing fucking jumped on the yeah. boat. Actually, Mako shark. It's not. It wasn't. Mako illegal. shark is identical to swordfish as far as like hmm. the meat goes. It's delicious. Meat and really texture. Huh. Yeah, identical. Huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck yeah, they could have had straight sushi, dude, that night for dinner. Just cut it up, throw it on there, boom, good to go. Yeah. You can use some of that shark blubber, put it in the barrel to help grease the shoots, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, fuck, dude, like, you're good to go. Yeah, they Make would some, not have this thrown was, that shark back. No. Also, this was the era of shark tooth necklaces, dude. Could you mm. imagine? These guys could dude. have sold those to hipsters for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back at port. See, Mark Wahlberg's character, character could have just started a shark necklace stand right on that dock. We've been cleaning up, just rubbing right, in all those poor fishermen's faces. I don't, he also, would have come into Faneuil Hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, it's Mark Wahlberg who gets bit by a shark, and it's perfectly okay. No big deal. Yeah. It's those boots. Yeah. Those boots saved him. No, it's fine. Right. Jesus. <laughs> like how they all just like, oh, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, we've all been bitten by shacks. We've by all been projectile by shacks. shacks. Yeah. Projectile sharks. By sharks that get shot out of the ocean like a fucking cannon. <laughs> they can smell it. They they know when you're you've been in the barrel. They just come fucking rocketing out of the water. Get right onto that boat. That was an Asian shark looking for retribution. <laughs> <laughs> any anywho. Um Yeah, so even after the shark attack, the fishing still sucks. Bobby heads upstairs um to ask the skip uh, you know where all the fish are. It's just a uh, skip doesn't take it very well. No. I always find the fish. You haven't found well, the fish the last eight times. Yeah, recently you haven't because I was on, I was out to sea for six months and I made 800 bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually, it, so that made me jump a little bit because you never see George lose his cool in like any, any role, really. I mean, maybe like little things here and there, but. Even when he was, uh, he played like a spy who made guns and shit. Like he doesn't lose his cool. Kills people, doesn't yell. It was kind of like a, like if a grandparent who's usually like really, really nice, all of a sudden just like fucking snaps and loses their shit on you as a kid. You're like, what? I don't know. I didn't see that coming. Like even Marky Mark was there like, oh, okay. What's going dude. on, George? Right. Hey, hey yeah. calm down. Hey. I just got beaten, by, I just got bitten by a shack. You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> come on. Come when on, this George. is all said and done, I think we should sit down and have some Wahlburgers. <laughs> I see those in the grocery store every fucking week and I get angry every time I see them. I've been to the oh, original. Suck. Yeah, I've been to the original restaurant. I, I guess that they were there and I didn't see them <laughs> when, when it's a couple of years ago. Yeah. Ah, I mean, it's but, a burger. It's like, it's, it's just, it's, 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 a burger. it's like a Johnny Rockets burger. It's right. just a franchised right. burger. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. I just don't understand how they get it into stores. Like really? Or, or, uh, it's a proprietary meat blend. Like, okay. It's because Wahlberg knows the Pope. That's why he's got those connections. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were onto something with Kennedy. Yep. Shouldn't have let a Catholic get the, get the fucking presidency. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but real talk, real talk. So a lot of, lot of uh, accents right now talking about shacks and things like that. What would you guys actually give the accents in this? Like as a great general grade? I don't say- give it like... I would say Diane Lane is a good one. I would say Mark Wahlberg has a terrible one, which is so weird. He always has an a he has a bad Boston accent for a guy who's from fucking Dorchester. Like I don't get it. Him in the Departed was horrendous. Yeah, awful. Trying way too hard. It's like dude, you're fucking from there. 
Yep. I think he lost it from, I think he just has acting, you know, from just getting a dialect coach. I don't think he knows how to say it, like how to talk like that anymore. So he's no, he worse than uh, everybody. He doesn't know how to keep it subtle. I think no. William Fincher has a good one. Yeah. Honestly, they all, they all have pretty they good all accents. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'd give it, I'd give it like an A minus, honestly. Like this is better, much better than The Departed. I mean, Martin Mm -hmm. Sheen in The Departed. Holy shit. Oh boy. Yeah. Go. That was a rough one. Him and uh, Alec Baldwin too. (laughs) Yeah. No one really. Basically everybody. No. Yeah. This is one of the better, I I would say though, from, from all the movies we've seen, this is probably the best, one of the better ones. Okay. Okay. No, I appreciate you scratching that itch. I was just curious. I've been, I keep forgetting to ask that. I'm just like, I'm going to throw it out there. I don't care if I derail the whole show. We have to know. The audience has to know. I thought about it like three quarters of the way through the movie. And then I, which made me then like say to myself, well, then it can't be bad because I haven't noticed it. If, right. if it's, mm. if they're doing a good accent and I'm just not even, it's not even like, I'm not even blinking an eye at it. Then it has to be good. The thing about the Boston accent, it's just not like as, prominent as people want it to be and it yeah. in a lot of ways Rhode Island right in a lot of ways yeah. the Boston accent is really more about how you like conjugate sentences put sentences yeah. together fucking like the word fucking and fuck fucking. is a is like a hedging word in every sentence up here you know what I mean it's like yeah. <laughs> it's grammar yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a filler instead of um or hmm it's fucking fucking know? fucking it, fucking like the fucking fuck it's like just don't say anything at all just think about the words you're gonna say ahead of time we actually need Nikki to like <laughs> fucking, dissect fucking, fucking. the structure of Boston sentences because I want to know like what words get replaced by the F word <laughs> <laughs> It is that is an interesting thing to point at because it's like I feel like it's like then I was fucking there and it was like you know you're fucking you were fucking there so you you went to there or what are you talking about no I wasn't I wasn't fucking 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 there there or you showed up there no I was fucking there um (laughs) all right snap back into it (laughs) sorry sorry snap back into it. So, uh, back on deck, the crew is laying out sets and, uh, shitting on Sully, you know, which is as a tradition. Mm. And, uh, then Murph gets hooked and pulled overboard and, uh, Sully and Bobby jump in and save his life. Definitely uh, happened. Totally definitely fucking happened. happened. 100%. He's definitely underwater. For- shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the guys got, got bitten by a shark. The other guy was just plummeted into 400 feet underwater for about five minutes and he survived. Right. Yeah. And it's like 20 degree water too. Like you're dead in five minutes. Yeah. Like your blood just turns to fucking snow cones. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> it's over. That's the thing. The guys actually didn't die. They just, they just grew gills and they just, they just live in the water now. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They just, they developed, they developed a towny uh, <laughs> little mermaid culture. <laughs> the trashiest mermaid. Under the sea kid. I thought it was so cute. They took their jackets off and stuff too, so I can swim better in like, you know, 20 foot swell, fucking stormy weather at night, 20 degree fucking water, looking for an invisible fishing line in salt water. Oh, you water. need to, dude. Those rubber, like, those rubber jackets are like yeah. weights in water. And uh, if you take off those boots, like the thing about, th- that's the whole thing about that is that Murph had the rubber boots on. Those things, that's an anchor. You know, mm. think about how much water gets filled up. That's like having an anchor on you. So he would be dead. Okay. He would be deader than dead. Okay. Okay. 
I would have loved to see them actually. So yeah, they rescue him. As we said, of course he fucking survives. Um, I would have loved to see the shot of them getting the hook out. Oh, they, I mean, they I'm sure they that. just cut it with wire cutters. They show Did they that. show that? Yeah. I only I only saw the fucking uh, the tetanus shot. That's like three feet long. That no, needle on the wide. Clip, yeah, you know, clip, clip it the barb off, and yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so they actually did show that. Well, you know, I was clearly paying attention. Also, as much of a dick that uh, Sully is, give him credit. He was the first one to jump overboard to save him. He was, yeah, yeah. Gotta Kudos love Sully. to Sully. I love. And then Sully. also, off, also a terrible. CPR attempt by George Clooney. Did you see where his hands were? But he was—he was playing patty cake with John C. Riley's chest. Yeah, I know. I—I uh, <laughs> come on, Murph. I am—I am. Come on, Murph. High I five. am studying to be a nurse, and I never thought that something like that would get me mad in a movie. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed—you're supposed to chest compress three inches, one hand over the other. Yes. You have to, in some cases, break the fucking sternum. They don't tell you that. And the Red Cross, you will break the sternum a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, like, if you're too low. Right? Fucking hell, dude. Like, it, God, just Jesus. But hey, it worked. And he must have spat out about five gallons of fake seawater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in like a fucking po- like poisonous pill, too. It's foaming coming out at first. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck was a that? Sea foam. Yeah, it's actually a bunch of sea turtle eggs coming out of him. <laughs> He's down there for that long. Oh, no, nah, man. He had just spent his shift in the barrel. That's why he fucking let it slip and that fucking hook got his ass, dude. That's what the, all the white foam was. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like, oh, God. Man, Something's blocking his airways. That's like uh, some uh, molecular gastronomy. It's a seawater and semen foam on top of your uh, your meal, madame. Gentlemen, it's all about layering your salt. Exactly. All about layering your salt. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so. John's like, oh, I need some more wine. <laughs> yeah, I yep. need a little bit. Well, here. Yep. I've been too sober the past couple episodes. Like, I'm just. Mm. So, uh, yeah, after Murph um, goes overboard, gets saved, then we cut scene to our B story about some fucking rich cunts from, you know, Marblehead God. probably sailing their boat to Bermuda. <laughs> um, These assholes. Yeah. yeah, they're the ones who fucking live. Right. With some, of course, the one percenters are the ones who survive, right. not the guys who are actually fucking working for a living. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, not the not. fucking people who actually make this country run. But anyways, mm-hmm. so. With the, with the boomerist of boomers, too, being like, no, nah, we don't use charts. I just point the fucking compass and we do it like I've always done. Like The warden from yeah. Shawshank. <laughs> That's the thing is, dude, it's like you're trying to hit Bermuda, which is a speck in the Atlantic mm-hmm. off of off the Carolinas. So, like, if you're off by a quarter of a degree, you're in now in Angola. So, <laughs> so yeah, fine. you should probably use it. He's probably chart your yeah, course. Now. If I was, I mean, that's the, that was like the first sign that like these ladies should be like, Hey, mind if we go back to port? Cause you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, poor, yeah. poor Nancy Allen. She's like, I really should have stayed with Indiana Jones instead of this fucking right. jerk off. This right. warden up in upstate, <laughs> upstate Maine. Right. Exactly. That'd have been a good argument though. Like, no, shut the fuck up. I fucked Indiana Jones. You're going to listen to me, little bitch boy. Yeah. Like, Indiana Jones. Get out of the fucking cabin. He got into a fucking Nazi submarine. I don't know how he did it. He was underwater, but he fucking did it. You don't even know how to fucking sail per- correctly. I'm going to call you short <laughs> round from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like how they're like in a paddle boat going into like a category five hurricane. And the guy's just like, this is my boat. I know these waters. We're fine. <laughs> right. I've done this before. Totally We're going to ride it out. <laughs> They're like upside down. 
typical, I mean, honestly, this is like typical life. It's like these women are like, I don't know. This doesn't seem right. We should probably turn back. And the guy's like, oh, no, we can't. I'm not going to look weak in front of you. <laughs> I'd rather us all die. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Who were those two women? Because one of them was definitely not their kid. It's just like a little, what's, what's yeah, going I don't, on there? I don't know. I think this guy was like trying... What re- what was really happening is this guy was trying to have sex with one of them, and he wanted to look yeah. like a badass. And uh, oh, when you start thinking mm. of your little head, big head gets soft, boys. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go right into that storm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he was using the storm as an implication. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, they, they, both. Maybe I'll get a three way out of this. They can't leave. Yeah, they can't, <laughs> they can't leave. leave. <laughs> they, can't, they can't even. They had to stay down here, down below deck. If we're in a category five hurricane, we'll all be curled up down Good below. God. Get some real freaky positions when the boat's literally in midair, upside down. They come down. They come down from like being up on deck, being like, "It's terrible up there. We're all gonna die." And he's like, laid down on like a bear rug out with his dick out, you know? <laughs> candles, yeah, all set out and shit. And he's like, "Did I misread the mood?" Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> Looking left and right, right. letting out a fart, just airing it out before you come back down. It's like, oh, oh god, god, I hope that's the thing he's worried about. Yeah. The death storm outside. <laughs> so, well, speaking of uh, people who are playing uh, fast and loose with their lives, uh, so the uh, the guy the guys bring the skipper down um, back mm. on the boat. And, uh, Andrea Gale, the guys bring the skipper down. Say, hey, uh, you kind of suck at fishing, man. And uh, <laughs> he hurls insults at them and um, tells him he wants to go to the Flemish Cap and bullies them into agreeing. Fair assumption by the boys here. It's like Murph was almost murdered by a fishing line. Bobby got bit by a shark, and we haven't found any fish. I think it's time for right. us. And there was a rogue wave. Yeah, and there was a rogue wave that almost washed oh, us all yes, off. Oh, yes, a rogue wave. I, th- I think it's time for, for just to take the L here and go home. Right. I wasn't even supposed to be working today. Let's just all become taxi drivers, guys. Come on. It's enough of this. <laughs> we'll this pull our money together. Uber. We'll all share one cab. We'll go all throw in for a token. <laughs> It'll be fine. How funny would that be if there's a little side story of one of the other uh, fishermen, like he just has that billion dollar idea for Uber and he just died in the boat and never happened. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just delayed it by 30 years. Okay. I just told this, I just had this great idea. I told my buddy, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's called, uh, yeah. it's called fish book. It's, yeah. it's a profile it of all fishermen. the different types of fish. Yeah. It connects different fishermen and you have to, it's an inside network of fishermen. And then we're going to collect all the fishermen's data. Mike's at Hobbit. He's a, yeah. he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's some kind of tech guy. But then we're going to yeah. get all their data. And then we're going to get all their fish. <laughs> then we're going to get all their spots. Yeah. Oh, man, I would pay for that. That's the, some metadata uh, I would pay for. Honestly, no, people kill over that. Their fishing spots. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, people do mm-hmm. kill over that. First you get the fish. Then you get the data. Then you get the money. I hate to keep derailing <laughs> you it because women. we're- Sorry, I hate to keep derailing this, but I do have a story to tell. So my dad's cousin Cecil was a lobsterman. Um, So your oh, sorry, I I thought you said brother at first. I was gonna be like, so your uncle? Never mind. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, no. My dad's cousin. My dad's an only child. You're already wrong. My dad's an only child, so like his cousins kind of were his siblings. So it's kind of as my my uncle on his side. But my dad's cousin Cecil was a lobsterman down the Cape, and Cecil. Fell in some hard times, and he uh, started stealing people's lobster pots, hey. and, which is a Ooh. which is big mm-hmm. deal. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And so apparently there was like a shootout on the high seas between Cecil and some other lobstermen when they found <laughs> oh, out about this. And holy fuck. Taking international waters yeah. and sort this out like men. <laughs> Cecil ended up going to jail, but uh, you know, it holy was, uh, yeah, it was quite, the, it was quite the scene. I just, <laughs> I just have this image of like two little diggies just like circling the little like lawnmower engine boat like, <laughs> oh dude, it's, it was like two lobster boats doing that though. You know what I mean? Like circling each other, shooting off shotguns, shotgun shells at each other. Oh my God. Holy yep. shit. That is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, dude. Fishermen are fucking, there's something else, dude. <laughs> There's something fucking else. Well, apparently Cecil was in the special forces in Nam, so he was a little, you know, he had some. That that makes oh, more sense. He had some stuff going on. Let's just it's not really his. Fault. He's a wonderful guy now, though. A very good guy. Good. I'm surprised he didn't have like an old like fucking frag grenade, just like from the war, still snuggled away, like just throws that into the other boat. <laughs> he <laughs> might have. I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Second Any, perfect storm. Uh, Anyway, back to the player <laughs> storm. Um, yeah, so after I'm uh, looking this up <laughs> after Skippy uh, Skipper uh, shootout <laughs> after the Skipper. Um, oh, I'm sure there's plenty more stories like that because that that's like a that was a big thing. It, that was like pioneer. That was like frontier justice. Oh, that that is. Seas. If I agree, that is a yeah. very that is a very big thing. Yeah, that is a very mm-hmm. big thing. Yeah, and that people at at, uh, at Home Depot are wondering why they're getting like. 16 foot long plywood to get up to put onto a boat. It's like, what do you got? Right, what do yeah. you got to like put a plank in or something? No, absolutely Just, not. It's for armor. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> no, we're jousting on the great sea. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> um, so the boys go to the Flemish cap. They start killing it. Should we, the ex- storm is getting really bad. Do we need to explain to what the Flemish cap is? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. For man. the listeners. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> The Flemish cap is this piece of structure that comes out of like, you know, 2000 feet of water in the middle of nowhere. And so structure congregates fish. Um, it's all these fisher on the Flemish cap. It's apparently great fishing, but it's a lot of weather up there. It's like way up in bumfuck, you know, up in the Canadian Maritimes, way up there. Newfoundland. And yeah, Newfoundland. And then, um, so they go to the Flemish cap, they start killing it. They're way, they're way, way out there. The storm is like closer to shore. So they got to go through the storm to get back to shore. And um, so right now we know that the, you know, the storm is getting really bad closer to shore and uh, the guys don't really care because they're killing it, but uh, it's going to become a problem for them real quick. And Clooney's basically just ignoring all the, all the, all the red flags here. Like that lady captain calls him up and he's like, you're, yeah, it's fine now, but you're going to have to come back and you're going to hit all of it on the way back. And he's like, ah, yeah. eh. <laughs> doesn't really even like respond to her. Well, like he also they had shown like just for like who watches, who's watching the film, the viewers, like they already show a commercial um, freight liner. Oh, yeah. You know, going through and losing like all of its shipping containers. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's so intense. If like something that's the size of a football field's having a hard time. And then you got this little five per, five person seventy two foot fucking dinghy. Yeah, they're fucked. God, Jesus, it'll be okay. It'll be good though. <laughs> the storm is kind of like it would be like if George Clooney had testicular, testicular cancer, and his ball just kept getting bigger, <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know, maybe I'll deal with it tomorrow. 
that's actually kind of, a good that, analogy. That's kind of what he was doing. It's like, well, they yeah. look good right now. Right. Things are coming up and up. My balls look great. They're much bigger than they used to be. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Like, well, you might die if you continue to. If okay, bah. what are you gonna do? Just he's he's happy in what he's doing. He's yeah. happy. I haven't seen him smile like this in fifteen years. <laughs> Ever since he got fired from being Batman. Right. <laughs> For cause. Um, okay, so but their ice maker craps out while they're out in the Flemish mm. cap, killing it. So that means yeah. all their fish is gonna rot if they don't go home uh right now. But it also means they gotta steam right back through the storm. And um they decide to be fucking men. And make irrational <laughs> decisions and just storm right back home like fucking men do. So I have no complaints about what their decision. It was at this point though, because I've never seen this movie before. And I'm just like, why the fuck would you even go out there if you knew that there was warning signs of like some kind of storm like this happening? But then it's just like, yeah, but there's a quarter of a million dollars on the table here if we come home. Mm-hmm. And we these guys make like fucking 28 grand a year. So it's oh, like, yeah. all right, a little more understandable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wahlberg literally came back with like a $2,200 check. <laughs> it's like, you're making like 10 grand this year. Oh yeah, for sure. Seriously. Cause they go out, they go out for a month. Yeah. Like even in like 1991, like under $3,000, like yeah. a month. Fuck that. What? Yeah. So Dude, no, it makes them not even, I, I get it. I like, I kind of get it. I like how Diane Lane at one point during the movie, she's like, I'll get a job. I'm like, you don't already have a job. How are you guys making this work? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you do? Right. Get a job, Diane. Sell oxy. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, they were, she's really she's selling oxy at that bar. You know what she's fucking doing. Yeah. <laughs> that that bar screams of oxy. She's got her own pain clinic. <laughs> so uh, after the guys decide, you know, they're gonna they're gonna steam back. You know, cut scene to the coast guard rescuing the r- bunch of rip, rich pricks off the sailboat. Because again, if the shark, the rogue wave, a fucking Murph going overboard didn't fill enough. Uh, filler time in this movie to make it to make the runtime they needed. Then you got to have this whole B story. So uh, yeah, that's why they're doing this. In order to make a movie, a movie it has to be like seventy eight minutes long. I don't know why this movie is like one hundred and forty minutes long. <laughs> there's, no. there's no reason. Yeah, it's a lot really of assumptions is. going on here. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of like the weird shit, like well, even just having all the little side things, like you know the one percenters and the boomer, like getting lost going to Bermuda and like Coast Guard being even more batshit crazier than the fucking fishermen. This was all based off a book, which I had no idea about until five minutes before we start recording, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So they were like, trying to stay in with with what the book did, because I don't know why. Yeah. Who wrote the book? It's one of the characters in the a movie, par- right? No, apparently he was a freelance tree climber when he wrote this book. <laughs> What's a freelance tree climber? I, I don't Compared know. Compared to um, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Just a> tree climber? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing he's uh, he just climbs on trees and like cuts off dead branches or something. I don't fucking know. But all it's what it said on the Amazon description, like he was a freelance tree climber at the time when he started writing the book. Okay. Oh, God, I just learned that from the perfect storm. Then President George H.W. Bush's house was destroyed. <gasps> that's the real story. Oh. That's the real bad story here. That's, that's a travesty. 
Yeah. Sad. Up in Kennebunkport, Maine. Never forget, folks, that the Bushes, the Bush dynasty, they're not from Texas. They're from Connecticut. And they spent most of their time in Maine. So they are the New England blue bloods that the middle of the country hates. (laughs) Prescott Bush. Yep. <sighs> Anywho, so yeah, they pick up on the fucking uh, the Coast Guard chopper. The really the only badasses in this movie, the Coast Guard people, run in there, pick up these rich pieces of shit, and then we cut scene to Linda trying to call uh, old Billy, tell him that he's basically riding in. I mean, he's riding into a Butch Cassidy Sundance kid situation here with a storm, and uh, he's about to get fucked. <sighs> Yeah, dude. I could not imagine seeing that. Like, that... I mean, the movie's fine, but there are some scenes in this movie that are just, like, so fucking scary to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, just seeing those waves, just... I mean, even, like, a little bit earlier, like, as, like, they're going into the storm and it's still kind of, like, sunny and nice, but they see what they're going into. It's just like, that must be so fucking horrifying. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Just pitch black, wall of water, lightning, like... They can probably see like actual sharks flying through the air in that wall. It's a sharknado, buddy. It's a sharknado. It's literally sharknado. Yeah. Like, it's no, that's fucking batshit. That's batshit. The barrel's soggy. Go, run. <laughs> Fly away. Guys, I got bad news. What? The barrel got washed overboard. Oh, what are we going to do now? Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I knew a guy in, um, in California who explained to me. Usually, like once a month, how he wanted to li- like live through a hurricane, and it was like, buddy, no, you you really you really don't no, like it sucks. you get hit. You're gonna get hit by a billboard flying down the road at you at seventy miles an hour, like, and just turned into a squashed bug on a windshield. Like, you do not want to know. Actually, I lived through a hurricane, right? Hurricane Bob or whatever when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the the reality of it is you're downstairs in your basement ripping up the fucking carpet because you got flooding and you're just using yeah. a squeegee, putting into a sub pump for fucking 12 hours straight. Right. That's what it is yep, really I to live that. through a fucking hurricane. It sucks. It's fucking terrible. The water comes up from the terrible. ground and damages everything. Yeah. Deal with an insurance Fuck adjuster that. for 15 minutes and then think about dealing with an insurance <laughs> adjuster for more than 15 minutes. And yeah, that's just the suicide rate goes up by 80%. Yeah. Use a jackhammer and put another hole into the other side of your house so you can have another sub pump pump because of all the flooding that you're having in your basement right. that you also live in. Exactly. All right. It's that definitely didn't all happen. around fucking stupid. I, mm. But going back to Anyways. these Coast Guards, though, besides that Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Costner movie, are there aren't there any other Coast Guard movies you can think of? Not really. No. Why don't they have more stories? They're, they're like just watching them in this. I'm like, why isn't this the movie? This is so much more riveting than a bunch of fucking white trash poor people yeah. in a boat. It's like these guys are fucking action heroes. That's what I was thinking the whole time They're too. Intense. Dude. It's, an, it's, it's like a real life GI Joe people. It's oh fucking yeah, insane. It's like between them and like firemen, like out yeah. of their minds. Yeah, running into a burning building, flying a helicopter into a hurricane. Take your pick. Like, do you guys know anyone who you think would be? A Coast Guard, like I was, Lisa was asking me and I couldn't think of it. Like one guy maybe in high school because he was batshit, but Steve, our roommate wanted to be a Coast Guard because he was like, oh, did he? I mean, he had a full ride to UT as a diver. I know he wanted to be one. Oh, yeah. He was a fish. I forgot he he was was a a psycho. (laughs) 
He did. He's for a while. He was like, "Well, I'm going to be border patrol." And it's like you just want to go work for the cartel. Shut yeah, up. No, like, yeah, but, you just don't want to get paid off. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> this seems like a good okay, opportunity yeah. for me to uh, become a dirty cop to increase my distribution network. I'm going <laughs> to honestly anything that doesn't involve him having a gun. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably pretty good. Yes, or him just drinking Shit. all of my juice. Still Mac, upset about Mac's that. Still very bitter. Still, or him leaning against a uh, the shower curtain. Blackout drunk and then always falling in and ripping down the shower curtain. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> the stories with him are fucking endless. Like, besides, like, we always knew he got home safe. We would open the bathroom. We would look and see if the shower curtain was still, <laughs> it was hang- gone. Was it still hanging. If it was gone, it's like, oh, he's, he's back. back. All right. <laughs> Came upstairs and pulled a loaded gun out of his hand one time when he was waving it at everybody yep. upstairs in the upstairs apartment. Um, and then some other things that uh, my lawyer has advised me I should not discuss. <laughs> yes. But I think he would have been a good, good good Coast Guard because he doesn't give a shit if he lives or dies. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. People always make fun of the Coast Guard, but uh, you won't make fun of them when they come rescue you in the middle of a fucking hurricane. No. Like, that's their job is to save, like, dumbasses' lives. Like, you know, the professionals is one thing. Like, you fish for a living. I get it. But, like, we get to see them rescue the three kids, you know, or three guys, ladies, whatever, going down to fucking Bermuda. Like their job is to just save dipshits. Yep. Yeah. For all you like one percenters out there with a sailboat, you know, don't forget what your taxes pay for. Pay for the Coast Guard to yeah. come rescue you because you can't sail. Can't sail. You're, tr- you're <laughs> trying to get a threesome going and it's failing. So you got to go call the Coast Guard to get out of there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So moving on. So Linda calls in a mayday for the Andrea Gale because uh, she's a weak little lady, not a, a big strong man. <laughs> Coast Guard says, oh, they're always from Gloucester and has sets off to go try and <laughs> save them. I did like the um, the CGI here when they go from like they zo- like the radar view of the storm and they start zooming in to the point that you're like in the water watching it. That was pretty yeah, cool. That I haven't cool. seen something like that, that before. Because cool. like I got to give the director props. He did a good job. On Wolfgang. Like yeah. Good job, Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Did he do Das Boot? Yep. Shit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I think he, yeah, a bunch of other shit, but, um, okay. Yeah. But I mean, you'll, you know, you'll look at like a category, whatever hurricane, you just always see the clouds and that's it. When you ever, like you never mm-hmm. actually see anything else. And then it's just like, oh my God, this is a fucking shit show. It's just turbulent mess. You feel like you're going through it though, with all the wind and the water splashing the camera and all that. It, it was effective CGI. Mm-hmm. Do we have any idea how much of this was actually shot on the water versus like just in like a big giant water tank? All Probably the comm scenes were shot on the water, it seemed like, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think everything else, studio, though, everything else was shot, you know, like in a tank back lot, yeah, back yeah. lot, Titanic, okay, where they shot Titanic yeah. in no. Mexico. It's just like mm-hmm. what you can do with a little bit of lighting and water cannons, it's fucking wild, like <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's like it the same. Wild. Well, when George Clooney's driving the boat through the storm, it's like the same scene, it's like the boat rocks to the right, and then there's a splash. And they do that eight times. Yep. Boat rocks to the right, <laughs> splash. Like, okay. Yeah. So that's that's not real life. Um anyways, so uh yeah, so the you know, they call on a mayday and the Coast Guard goes to set off. Meanwhile, the boat uh guys on the boat are getting torn to pieces, getting their fucking, you know, their ass pounded by the storm. <laughs> They're running around with the settling torches, cutting off fucking pieces of uh their outriggers like nutcases. And uh, back on the land, there's a news report about the Andrea Gale being missing. And everyone starts to realize that uh, they're not going to see their loved ones anymore. No. Yeah. 
It's, it's, I like where the uh, the guy, the like the big boss who owns all the ships, Michael you know, Ironside, like the bad guy, mm-hmm. Michael Ironside. What a fucking name that guy! I has. love Michael Ironside. Uh, where he walks in and they're like, "What? You want us to fucking congratulate you for having the balls to come in and like tell us you're sorry?" And he's like, "Yes, yeah." <laughs> I love that. I, I, I yeah, you yeah. fucking asshole. Yes, I didn't tell him to Jesus. go out there. It's my boat, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I made him go out there. Yeah, he didn't do shit. He didn't tell him to do anything. Only thing he did is just told George Clooney, like you're. Not You're not making enough money. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go find another captain who can make more money for the boat. Right. It's not his fucking fault. No. It's like, you asshole. Later, you, you, well, I guess you didn't do much. Hey, you want a, you want a beer? You're not a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're not bad at all. Yeah. You are my godfather. You want to know what? That's just kind of like my <laughs> initial reaction to everybody is that I, uh, I'm defensive because I'm insecure. Um, yeah, I'm working through this with my therapist. Yeah, you want you want his name? <laughs> I usually punch first, ask questions later. Let's be honest though. Ironsides owns the fucking bar. Like if there's <laughs> no way he doesn't own the bar. All the money he pays out just comes right back to him. He just opened up an old story about like, oh, if I owned an old coal mining town, I just owned Oh yeah, a dude, shop it's the too. company, it's the like, company store. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, yes. It's just it all comes right back to him. He knows yeah, what exactly. he's doing. That should be a good yep. fisherman like doc bar name. It's just Ironside. Yeah. That's a place you want to go to during a storm and just get shit-faced. I'm going to I mean, own old, that someday. The uh, the new age uh, like warships are called ironclads or something mm. like that. So, yeah, it's fucking badass. Yeah, yeah so, the, you know, uh, old Michael Ironside comes in, goes, um, uh, yeah, says, hey, um, they're, they're dummies and uh, they're all going to die. So, yeah. <laughs> the Coast Guard crew, um, might be trying to rescue him, but um, that's not actually going to happen because the the chopper can't refuel, couldn't refuel, and had to ditch. And uh, they just like jumped into like fucking sixty foot seas with Insane. like some shitty life jackets on. And then the cutter came and rescued him by like turning on its side and riding down a wave. Fucking insane! Awesome! It's fucking nuts! <laughs> that is the real movie no. again. I'm sorry, yep. but they, yeah. these people survived. They can tell the story. This should have oh, been yeah, a movie. No. That is actually all true, by the way. Like yeah. all that Coast Guard stuff is 100% true. Everything was, about the Andrea Japanese Gale. fisherman. Right, right. Everything the about the Andrea story. Gale is fucking bullshit. Yep. That like, I mean, just that air, the Air Force plane, like just them trying to refuel scene is just fucking nuts. Like that is, that's like out of last week's movie. Like that's executive decision with them yeah, trying exactly. to dock yeah. it in. Like, but that's actually fucking real. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and even so, like, it's one thing to fly. So, like, a helicopter going through a hurricane is fucking batshit. Because, like, a helicopter goes down, there's no plan B. Like, yeah, there is yeah. nothing. Like, an airplane can, like, maybe, like, make it happen. But think about, like, the, even the airplane has to slow down enough to be able for the helicopter to catch up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a hurricane. Yep. It's in like, fucking What nuts. the fuck? Why couldn't they refuel on the boat, though? On the Coast Guard boat when they drop the people off? I don't think they That is a good fuel. question. They, they should. <laughs> yeah. They totally should because yeah. they're out in the middle Excellent of the ocean with the helicopter. You should have fuel for them. <laughs> like, there is a there's a quick there's a quick conversation that happens with the pilot of the helicopter and like in the cutter where he's like, "What about our fuel?" And they're like, <laughs> and "Fuck it, just, just jump." <laughs> yeah, I know. Very calmly too. Hey, Cap, we got a ditch. Okay, call it in. Insane. That was the best part of the movie, I think. Oh, just yeah, watching sure. them, yeah, that really was. Them just trying to just 
plug it and plug in that that fuel line through like through uh whatever it's like um um <laughs> night vision i was gonna say see through the dark vision it's fucking night vision <laughs> you couldn't think of the right word max very literal <laughs> see very literal through dark see vision. through dark stuff <laughs> vision <laughs> Excellent translation. Very literal, but excellent <laughs> translation. We appreciate you that pulling that out of the original Chinese for us. Yeah, this is why I host the show. See through the dark vision. Oh, yes. I call the restaurant. I need a food appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a food appointment scheduled between four and five? <laughs> no, I need a consultation. It wouldn't be a... It wouldn't be a food appointment. It would be, could I get a time where I can get food from you and put it in my mouth? <laughs> you need a reservation? Yeah, sure. What do you want? The rest of that's implied, sir. You don't need to explain it. <laughs> I want to take this food, generate it into energy, and then dispose of it through my rectum. I don't need any of that. This- <laughs> Well, you take these raw materials, edible materials, construct it into a dish that I would like, and then I want you to wait a little bit while I eat it. <laughs> then I want you to come back and take it away. I want you to ask me how it is, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a restaurant. <laughs> the hostess on the phone hangs the phone up. It says, they're always from fucking Gloucester. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> a food appointment. We got an, I'm actually going to do that on the phone. <laughs> I'd like to make a food appointment, please. Food appointment. What? I would like to schedule a food appointment. <laughs> <laughs> See through the dark vision. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then meanwhile, you got a Clooney just pogo bouncing back and forth on this boat. <laughs> like, you would ever fucking survive that. Oh my gosh. Jesus. 100 mile per hour winds and he's going 100 feet up and down in the air and he's holding on with a fucking blowtorch. <laughs> with a blowtorch. Yeah. He has this acetylene, he has this goddamn acetylene torch that's being sprayed. He is on these outriggers that are not restrained to the boat and he has these like f- probable 500 pound like weights that are <laughs> flinging around and he's like, oh, here we go. I'm fine. This is fine. <laughs> he's having fun. <laughs> This is like how the first carnival ride was invented, you know, before any regulation or anything, you know, or meth head carnies, but it came off of this. Somebody just watching somebody do this in the distance. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just thinking like my like fucking just dad joke mind as this is happening, watching Kalina just go bouncing back and forth. And then like you cut to the, uh, the national guard or, you know, chopper and they're like, we're going to fucking crash. Right. Just for me, it's just like, this movie should have been called stay at home. <laughs> This movie should have been called Read a Book. Watch the Weather or Channel. Go to college. <laughs> this movie's called Go to College. <laughs> go to college. This movie's called Go to College. Uh, All yeah. these fishermen so, just just turning this off. They they downloaded this episode specifically because they're going to be out at the sea for a month. They're like, oh, I like hold my popcorn. Oh, they're doing ooh. Oh, this this pertains to me. Let me give it an old try. Honestly, living a lifestyle like that, where everything's so fucking nihilistic, they'd probably love the shit out of it. Be like, <laughs> yeah, this is really fucking stupid. This is fucking great. No, it's great. It's all right. This is such a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd all been passed out on the, after they took their oxies. <laughs> at this point, so. <laughs> 
I'm cutting all that hey, part call out me anyway. Up. <laughs> call yeah, me okay. up. Meet me in North Square. Actually, don't because you're gonna beat me. You're gonna yeah. beat me up. You know where that is. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not. You actually probably don't live that far away. So uh, please don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, basically, Coast Guard Cutter saves the fucking chopper crew. Sa- they save the fucking the dumb sailors. Now the only people that are out there are the Andrea Gale. And uh, so they decide, they're like 95% way through the storm. They decide, you know what? Turn it around. We got to turn it around now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think maybe we made a mistake. Right. As all the glass in the boat got fucking exploded out by waves. Right. So they turn it around. They do a little about face on a wave. They get rolled over. They get popped back up like a fucking rubber ducky. And then they um, they start steaming back out of the storm. Um, but, you know, the storm is not going to let them out. They see some sunshine, which is just the eye of the storm. And then they get their hopes up for a minute. And then they see a massive wave and they're dead. I love how when they hit the eye for about 30 seconds and everyone's like, oh, and then it goes back because everyone who's watching this was like, oh, that was just the eye of the storm. But then Clooney's immediately like, it's not going to let us go. Yeah. It's like, nah, dude, it's fucking hundreds of miles wide. Like you're not. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, fine. <laughs> we've seen enough movies and everything else, but it's just, it's just like, you guys are fishermen. They, they know better. Mark Wahlberg's character mm-hmm. did not know. Like you could see that Clooney knew, like he did not look happy. Mm-hmm. Wahlberg was doing his best job. They'd be like, "Mark, be happy. Act like you just beat up a bunch of Asians." He's like, "Oh, okay." Like, you know, he's like perks up a little bit. Clooney's like, "This ain't gonna, this ain't gonna work." When Clooney saw the eye, yeah. he was like, "Oh, so we Fuck. made it through the eye, and we were like closer to getting out on the other side of the storm than we are now <sighs> because we yeah. just crossed God. the middle twice." He just realized that he fucking <sighs> yeah. And if that actually yeah. happened, they're idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and also turning around in a storm too, because like if you go beam C to the waves, like that's, yeah, when you get flipped, like, no, it's not because you happen to meet, you know, the Godzilla-sized giant wave that flips you over from the nail or from the, the nose all the way backwards. It's when you do the turnaround and you just get broadsided by a fucking wave. Yeah, immediately crashes down on you. Mm-hmm. And also, once again, like this fucking like diesel, like, you know, the six fucking lawnmower engines in the fucking cabin that are actually running the, you know, the, the motor of this fucking thing. Like you're going to outrun a hurricane. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Climate. Right. <laughs> Climate. It's going to be great. Climate. You better off going through it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Right. Fuck. This, the last like 20 minutes or 30, actually it was more like 40 minutes because I paused it at one point. I'm like, all right, here's the storm. How much is left? There's still 40 minutes left in this movie. Okay. But like the last 40 minutes, if you were like heard me watching this movie, you would have just continually heard me just saying, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck this. Fuck this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like Apollo 13 where it's just just like long, tense, real red. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. There isn't like much that happens in it. It's like they go out in a boat. They catch some fish. They decide to fight a storm. The storm wins. It's kind of like Rocky one. <laughs> and then Poseidon, Poseidon just took out his just dick slapped that boat and just flipped it over. Right. Exactly. But yeah, so the, they, yeah. they find this mat, they come across this massive wave and uh, I think everyone re- kind of realizes that they're not going to make it over it and they try, but the wave breaks on top of them and they get flipped and then everyone dies. And then that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of the end of the movie. 
Clooney stays with the boat. But hey, at least, Ma- mm-hmm. of course he stays with the boat, which was just, that didn't need to happen. No. That was a weird flourish on the director's part. It's like, oh, the captain goes down. Looking. Yeah. Oh, that's, one thing they, that's one thing they know for Good sure, luck, though. Mark. That he did stay with the boat. I'm kidding. They really? don't know that because they know. How would <laughs> they know that? <laughs> yeah. They don't. They know nothing. They lost they communication with them after three days and they yeah. just never came back and never found them. Exactly. This is all I don't made know up. what kind of fucking oxy fueled witchcraft goes on in fucking Massachusetts, Tim. I don't know if they divined that. I don't know these things. Dude, for all we but at know, least Mark Wahlberg made it out of the fucking boat. Of course he for did. For all yeah. we know, Billy Tyne killed all of his crew members and then tried to make a raft <laughs> out of their dead bodies. For all we know, that shark literally took everybody out, and this was a fucking horror story, the real Jaws, in which a shark jumped on the boat and ate everybody. Right, exactly. You don't know. We don't know. You don't know. Maybe they found Atlantis. You don't know. Huh. Maybe they all had child support, and they all just went to a foreign country. (laughs) (laughs) They They actually did go to Portugal. Yeah. You didn't hear about them again until they sued the uh, the movie for their rights, for their uh, their likeliness, and they didn't get consulted. It's like, well, I thought you were dead. Oh, I am dead. Uh... <laughs> They're going to hear this, and they're going to be like, fuck, we got figured out. <laughs> they made us. <laughs> get back on the boat. Back in the barrel. Back in the barrel. Back in the barrel. Back in the fucking barrel. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm amazed that the barrel hasn't made it into a movie. Like, other people have... <laughs> joked about this thing like it has to be in a movie at some point i guess sure fine i will go fucking talk to somebody (laughs) i will go talk to somebody i will that will be my life's mission i don't fucking know but i did i found it how badly did they portray them in this movie though where the families actually sued the production because that was kooky they weren't happy about it especially sully's family because apparently he actually did save somebody. Like he jumped into like, and did you, did you hear that story about? No. It was something like this other, I don't know the entire thing, but like one of the two boats were like caught together or something. And he like jumped in and like basically unwired it all and like saved everybody on the boat. Mm-hmm. So well, like part of that's like, they kind of took that as like inspiration, but the dude was a fucking hero and they perceived and they portrayed him as like a fucking asshole. Most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the, the first scene you see, and they're like, what have you been up to this week? Well, you know, I mended a couple nets. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's about it. That's all. That's well, what I did today. Bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Sully's my favorite in this. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, he's the fucking mm-hmm. best. No, he absolutely is. Anyways, so there's a bunch of emotional shit, like, at the end of this, you know, like, 10 minutes of a fucking people crying. We can skip over that. Uh, who gives a shit? Um, nope. They all die. Blah, blah, blah. They're on the wall in the Gloucester Town Hall. That's the end of the movie. In the beginning of the movie, with all the names per year, is that just all the fishermen who've died? Yeah. At sea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many fucking names. They Holy made shit. a claim at the end of it oh where it was like, God. what, 10,000 deaths? Yeah. Since like, I don't know, like the 17th century or no, that's too early. But like the 18th, whatever. No, 17th, 17th century. Like 10,000. We've been here since 17th, since the 1600s. So 17th century. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 1492. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. 14 right. Mayflowers, yeah. 1620. Yeah, yeah. so t- 10,000, you know. So I guess a little bit of it makes sense. Once again, age of sail, you go out to sea to go fishing, you might not come back. These days, if you just read the fucking faxed inter- the web, you know, weather report, you're in good shape. Yeah, they got an app for that. They get GPS. <laughs> they, get, they definitely do. They get GPS do and like a fucking, sonar, like a weather, yeah. you know, like a weather station on their boat. They're, they're good. 
Yeah. They got astronauts on a, in the International Space Station calling down going, hey. Uh, we can see you. Got a problem. Storm's coming. The only yeah. time they actually get into weather is when they need to make a fucking Discovery Channel show. <laughs> <laughs> season 18. We need somebody to die. Oh, Jesus. Get season 18. Deadliest catch. Quick, someone, someone like set off a nuclear bomb so there's a tsunami. Somebody needs to die. Somebody do something. It's the same goddamn episode every week. <laughs> the wa- really fucking the boat's rocking with a lot of water and then they catch shit. Right. They had, this is true, they had a firework line at one point. Oh, like God. big old, like professional grade fireworks because we bought them down in Bama at one point when we do those firework shows mm. for the fourth and yeah. shit. It was one of the best fireworks I've ever had. I don't know what that has to do with crab fishermen in the Bering Strait or Bering Sea, but there we are. It's really weird because fireworks are illegal in Massachusetts. They are. Deadliest catch is in Alaska, though. Yeah, it's in Alaska. Bering Sea or whatever it is. Yeah. What's the other one? You were talking about Wicked Tuna. Wicked Tuna. Okay, yeah. I know there's some Oh, my God. Of course it's called... Yeah. Fucking wicked piss up tuna, dude. It's like, like right, really? right near downtown wicked Gloucester, tuna. right? They have like a huge wow. like billboard yeah. building mm-hmm. sign or whatever. Yeah, I saw that when I was when I was there. Yeah. Oh, For the people who are still listening at home, whenever we uh, release a new episode and I it's me and Derek hitting that gong, that's that was in Gloucester. Right near Wicked Tuna. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Did we even cover the fact that my wedding was on that dock? We did not. Oh shit. I was shit. trying to find no, a way to didn't. squeeze it in and I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got married on the dock where all those all the dock scenes were shot. It's pretty fucking cool. That there you balanced. go, audience. Take that take that for yourself. Enjoy it. <laughs> you had skin in this game. Yeah. Me and my wife copulated on that. Dock <laughs> <laughs> looks a lot better now than it did in that movie. Yeah. You might be thinking maybe they snuck on after the wedding was over. No. We did it. That was one of the, like, the fir- instead of the first dance, it was the first copulation. Yep, we all watched. It's very yep. cult-like. <laughs> we, we all watched. Yeah, you all watched with, um, uh, what's that movie? Eyes Wide Fucking, Shut. Uh, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut masks on and robes. Well, that, that was the wedding, that was the, the gift to all the, uh, the, all the groomsmen, was the Eyes Wide Shut masks. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give him a little golf clap after he finished? I mean, it was pretty quick, so yes. you know, they kind of like turned away. You know. I went to get a beer and you I came back it. and it was already over. I couldn't really <laughs> see what that mask was. <laughs> Max, when you, turned, when, you, when you turned around, it was over. I asked Nikki what she wanted. It was like, yeah. no! Yay! <laughs> and done. All right. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Gloucester Maritime Museum. That's where everything was shot at. All those doc scenes. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anywho, let's get into uh, trivia. So here's some trivia for Tim. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so that's some trivia. Do you guys have any trivia? No. Um, the perfect storm quote from uh, Douchey McFuckface, who played the meteorologist. It took over 20 mm-hmm. takes for them to get it right. That's the only one I got. <laughs> what? Um, Did sure. it even, yep. in the movie, it yep. took 20 takes. Yeah, well, for his audio, where he's like, this is the perfect storm. It, it, like that. 
it just for him to get the audio right. Yeah, yeah. and it's just a voiceover because they just they they cut to the water and you can barely hear him say, say it. I had the subtitles yep. on and I'm like, ah, there it is. There's the line, yep. but it was so nonchalant. Like it that is, is the, all IMDb story. trivia gave me. That and yep, that's that's what they were concerned about. Dude, that was, I hate Harvey Leonard. Everyone around here hates Harvey Leonard. He was like the biggest douchebag in the world. The fact that he was like portrayed in this, like pissed everyone off. They wanted him to just be like cut entirely out of it. Well, at least he was portrayed by Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Who is a just smarmy little douchebag. My mom's met Shooter before. (laughs) Yeah. Was he an asshole? She said he was super nice. He plays like a smarmy little douchebag. Funny enough, she met him at a golfing event. Jesus I mean, Christ. he's got to, he's got to just, that's got to be like fucking heaven for him. Oh yeah. Honestly. So hear, hear <laughs> me king. out on this casting. You put shooter on a bunch of steroids and you put him in like the dramatization of the WWE as Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh Look yeah. Just like a hundred percent. Totally great. Yeah. hundred percent. Equally douchebag. Like, I mean, mm, douchebaggery to the 10th level. There's still time. Yeah. They, they can still do There's it. There's still time. I'm sure they'll make that movie. Yeah. The WWE will. They Seriously, should. Ricky Moore can still get pumped up. He can do it. I guess none of the um, fish were real. That's there's some trivia. Yeah, none of the fish were real. Giant fishing lures is all they were. Uh, they were just like big rubber bodies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wahlberg apparently uh, stayed in Bobby's room above the bar. Wow. Yep. Oh, I'm sure that really helped get him into character because that had anything to do with it. Okay. <laughs> Good for you, Mark. Cool. Which isn't really a bar. It's a museum. It's, Let's they see. must have really like, turned that museum upside down. <laughs> I got some, here's some stuff here. Okay. I don't like to do IMDb just because the trivia is just fucking, anybody can just put in whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> so it's so dumb. Mm. Right. Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, and Nicolas Cage all turned down parts. And Gibson wanted $25 million to do the movie. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Got a, I yeah. mean, Mel Gibson would have been great. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Not as good as George. I had seen something actually that Nick Cage actually was on for the role to play Bobby, but then had to pull out due to commitments. Mm. I think George Clooney mm. did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, did, I did too. Uh, Michael Ironside almost looked identical to the real Bob Brown to the point that like people in Gloucester were like looking back and forth at him like they couldn't distinguish the difference. That's great because everyone else did not look like the guys. Like look up Billy Tyne. <laughs> you couldn't couldn't oh my, look. look up Diane Lane's character. Okay. What else did they call it though? They called it something like before the perfect storm. Then they call it like the Halloween hurricane or something. Yeah. Cause Halloween it was like Halloween storm. weekend, which you see like one yeah. scene of when I, when, um, when I think Clooney's in the bathroom or whatever, or Ironside walks in and there's some guy staring at him at the, like at the cigarette machine and you can see like a jack-o'-lantern or something in right. front of him. But that's like the only thing that would make you know that it was late October. Dude, that Christina girl. Wolf. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. You'll see Christina Cotter. Okay. Let's see. And then one of the bars that we were at, um, Tim, do you know the one that was right next to the museum? Oh, yeah. To, to the uh, right. I forget the name of it. Yeah, I forget so, the name of it. So we were in there uh, before your wedding, and it's cool, John. Like, they have, like, a bunch of pictures of the cast in there, like Clooney and Wahlberg oh, and Diane cool. Lane and everybody at the bar. Yeah. Oh, Clooney definitely okay. pulled out Diane Lane in the bathroom. 
See, I would much rather see that than her making out with Mark Wahlberg. I couldn't look. It was Same. weird. Like I, I couldn't like look at the Ugh. screen one. I thought that Diane Lane and Clooney were the couple. I just assumed because they're two pretty people. Not dude, honestly, Marky Mark. Ugh. Anytime Mark Wahlberg has like a like a sex scene or like a love scene, I'm just it's I gross. I'm immediately repulsed. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. With his like Nobody terrible beard, his like patchy little fucking pube beard. I know. <laughs> Why don't we get into uh, um, uh, how much it favorite made? Favorite favorite. The, the how much it made thing. <laughs> <laughs> it made, uh, it cost four white tuna to make and it made one white tuna mm. due to inclement weather. I like it. Max? It cost uh, it cost ten George Clooney practical <laughs> jokes on set, and it made uh, four <laughs> shotgun casings. There we go. <laughs> Bingo. I, this is what I think. It made. This is what I think it, it made. I think it made. It cost a hundred and ten million dollars to make, and I think it it made eight million gajillion dollars. And you want to know what? We're all right because I have no idea what the answer is. Let's move this movie on. Made a lot hey. of fucking, Tim, this movie made a lot of fucking money. Oh, I'm sure it did. Um, it made like 355 million, I think. Nice, guys. Which I what did it can't cost? Believe. All right, let's see. I'm gonna look it up real quick. All right, it cost 120, and it made 328.7. That's pretty. Holy that's shit! Pretty good. I was actually right money. on the money for the 120 for how much it cost. Yeah, it's an yeah. expensive movie too. It is, yeah. Favorite and least favorite. Favorite and least favorite. (laughs) Uh, Marky Mark, my least favorite. My favorite was, um, oh, fuck, I've already forgotten his goddamn name, Sully. Sully. For all the obvious goddamn reasons. Mm. Um, On both counts. Yeah, I'm so used to just, like, Tim and John going and then me going. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'll say my favorite is also Sully. It's either Sully or Bugsy. I like both those guys. And then my least favorite is actually yeah, going to be Diane Lane's good. character, her abusive girlfriend character. I love <laughs> Diane Lane too, and I hated her in this movie. I could not stand her in this fucking movie. I mean, it's a fair point. They were kind of an unlikable couple in general, but I'm I'm right You're there. Just up, I'm in so lockstep needy. with John. Oh, so needy. Ugh. I don't know. You're a right. fisherman. I, think you're I don't just want upset. you getting on that boat. <laughs> yeah. You're just upset that she punched men during sexual intercourse. <laughs> yeah, it's like Californication. <laughs> like, <laughs> reverse donkey punch. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. I'm right there in lockstep with John, though. Sully's my favorite. Mark Wahlberg's my least favorite. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, Fuck I mean, I'm going to say Sully and the Wave. <laughs> my favorites. You know what I mean? The Wave was a real a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. My runner up right? might be the shark. For just trying to kill Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any element in Billy this movie that would kill Mark Wahlberg would be my favorite. Um, all right, ratings. What's your hold my popcorn rating, fellas? I give this uh, two hours and twelve minutes worth of just missed opportunities for she sea shanties. We didn't get one. Actually, we didn't get one. A yo ho po and a bottle of. And I'll be bitter about that to the end of days. I'm going to give this one premiere screening on the next Carnival Cruise out of one uh, revenge story for all the swordfish who were killed in this movie. (laughs) Perfect Storm 2, Revenge of the Swordfish. (laughs) 
Uh, what if that shark was uh, the Batman of swordfish, basically? <laughs> Honey, look, there's a swordfish walking on land. Gotcha! It's just like nice. <laughs> 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 oh my God, the swordfish are killing everyone. Never play football <laughs> with a swordfish. Do not go helmet to helmet with them. It's <laughs> oh, like Alfred Hitchcock's fucking nightmare right there. Dude. <laughs> <Instead of> birds, <laughs> swordfish. <laughs> Swordfish. You just got sorted. And then the swordfish buddy would be like, you got to work on your catchphrase, Jerry. <laughs> you just got swordfished. It's kind of the same catchphrase, Jerry. Hey, give me, cut me a break, man. I'm working on this. I'm new to it. Um, Yeah, so my uh, my whole buy popcorn rating um, is going to be uh, very thankful, Tim, that we didn't do Lake Placid because I'm apparently <laughs> going to go to like a crocodile infested place in Costa Rica. And, um, and, uh, 20,000, uh, angry messages we're going to get from Townie Fisherman over this episode. Hey. As long as they all listen to the episode, I'm cool. We, we would take 20,000 messages from anybody. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, me fisherman, come at me. Message me. <laughs> come at me, fisherman. That and, you guys don't know how to fish. And Tim's the only one they can find. <laughs> we're, we're all off. I can outfish all of you with a fly rod. <laughs> That'll get him. Yes, you fucking get him. Tim's going to start fights with a bunch of fucking Gloucester guys just being like, see, I can catch a fish off a dock. I don't even have to get on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you guys get in your big boats, go out and catch a big fish. Want to see the fish I catch here? <laughs> Well, we ended our call without closing out the show, so that'll do it for this week's episode. Check out our merch on Redbubble, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. And we'll be back next time with the critically acclaimed, action-packed thriller, Lake Placid, starring a foul-mouthed Betty White. Bye. Bye.